can truly, surely, woo a sigh of relief that 2022 is in the rear view mirror. There was the untimely death of my father and my gangster sister's health crisis and all of us getting COVID and we didn't die. I am here as a testimony to the survival and thriving. No excuses and no patience for pity parties. I'm gonna be talking about how to glow up as a podcaster or not. Good black news and words of encouragement and shade if you stupid. What I'm reading, the Dallas Cowboys and other things, football and sports, pop culture news, donkeys donking and side eye shenanigans. I like the part of the podcast where I talked about over 40 dating and other relationship issues. Quark's bar dedicated to podcasts, reality TV recaps. Join me as I fuss and have a moment as I kick and stomp my way through the next iteration of my life. Join me for this rocking good time. And thank you for listening. That's me celebrating my life as it were. It wasn't so long ago that I have not um, or did not know that I could do this and get the type of views. I was actually floundering for a very long time, meaning who knew, you know, I could do marketing and do download push, etc. Um, and I'm grateful for the ability to have hired someone to actually help me with editing and promotion, etc. My goal is to take my podcast to the next level. I always mention this at the top of the show that 3,600, I thought I, I was doing something back um, in the summer of 2022, but now I sit here over 100,000, I think it was 112 or 115,000 as of this morning, um, February 12th. And I had the pleasure of celebrating my achievements. I'm grateful to Florida, even though I hate that state, Ohio, um, and the rest of middle America that have pushed and continue to push my podcast to greater heights. I'm hopeful that the rebranding process led by um, Kelly Kramer and Raphael Crump uh, will allow other people to see the value of either including me in their network or giving me the advertising dollars so I can actually take it to the next level. And whatever the chapter is, I'm glad that I'm writing it. So big ups to the next section of my life. And I invite the listeners continue the ride. And always, I'm just always grateful for everyone that listens, all unique listeners, as well as anyone that downloads and shares. I'm completely grateful. start a section or a podcast with a Black podcaster during Black History Month without using 
the National Black Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing. And I only wanted to do a few bars, um, not to get into copyright trouble with any platform, Spotify, YouTube. They're good at having, all they do is have bots looking through to make sure that you're not copyright infringing. And I think in this world of people that willing to lie and to steal, you got to be careful. So I get it. But that was the opening gospel style instrumental by Fruition Music. And I hope that meaningful usage for the podcast, as well as uh, me mentioning them in the podcast itself, would actually not keep me out of trouble. Just saying. Um, I wanted to just basically um, congratulate uh, attorney Ben Crump. He's the first um, and probably one of the most well-known civil rights attorney had the College of Law at St. Thomas University in Miami named after him to the Ben Crump College of Law. He's also known as Black America's Attorney General. He's actually uh, represented some of the most egregious cases of civil rights violations from Trayvon Martin all the way to current Tyree Nichols. Um, and the subsequent section, I'll get in a little bit more of what's going on in Memphis and my thoughts, as well as my interviews with friends. But I wanted to start that part uh, with good black news. And I'm thinking that I'm going to only mention this in passing. And if you wanted to watch the clips um, in full, because the Oscar nominations came out and the Grammys actually happened, Beyonce became, and I think it all ties together in a kind of a weird way. So bear with me. Beyonce had became the most decorated uh, artist in Grammy history with receiving her 33rd Grammy, but with some controversy. She was not named as Album of the Year, even though she had probably one of the highest stream, most popular album of this past year. It went to, I don't know, Harry Styles or somebody else. Um, was also, I think she got R&B performance or something like that. She was shocked and was mooning over Beyonce. We do a whole bunch of great things with, and it's just so hard. We're still making first. Black Americans doing a whole, still doing a whole bunch of first. 400 years later in this country, we're still doing a whole bunch of first. But the Oscar buzz was you know, it was a given that Angela Bassett was going to get nominated for her portrayal of the Queen Mother in Black Panther 2. But Viola Davis and the entire production of Woman King get snubbed. They receive no nomination. Over 100 million gross worldwide, doing great for as far as stream and domestically. There was Oscar buzz, but it was just revealing that they received no nominations, even though the best score, the cinematography, Viola Davis acted her butt off. But her Oscar snub basically leaned over into her trauma. Her autobiography read by her now elevated her to EGOT status because now 
she actually got a Grammy for her uh, verbal um, audio rendition of her autobiography or her biography. And I just realized that her Oscar was controversial because she got it for the help. And it's like she can only get an Oscar for portraying a domestic, like Denzel got an Oscar for portraying a dirty cop. It just blows my mind that even now, and Whoopi Goldberg, she and and Jennifer Hudson are among a select group of people that are have EGOT status, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, and the top three are all Black women, first in history. So I say all of these things to say, you know, even this country is supposed to be a democracy, but it's obviously that the democracy with all these rollbacks is not a democracy for all. And we still have to work hard to celebrate us, people that look like us in this country because of the crap that has gone on and continues to go on. And it's like people don't want us to celebrate our history or celebrate who we are because that puts people on blast because every time they come against us, they have people from the Grammy saying they didn't even listen to the album because they wanted to spread it around to because they win too much. So the people are being penalized for going one up on their for surpassing their own um, fabulousness in the case of Beyonce. Viola Davis gets snubbed and the whole production of Woman King gets snubbed for no other reason that I can see is it was just too good and you can't have two black superhero movies, I guess, in one Oscar um, rotation because people would had admitted to the producer, director of Woman King, they were admitted to her face. They didn't really want to see it because they were they didn't think it was going to be all that good but they were pleasantly surprised but why wouldn't you want to go see it was obvious that the movie was absolutely good and it just i don't know it makes all of these things make a good case you know for us to have to work hard to celebrate us because it looks like people still have an issue with celebrating us. I don't and 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 they're okay without celebrating us. They know it's racist, but they're okay with it being racist. It's just it's maddening. It is absolutely maddening. I want to be and will continue to be past Black History Month to continue this particular section because I absolutely enjoy it. I enjoy the happiness, the elation, and when I can celebrate the success. No, I don't know any of these people, but when I can celebrate Black excellence, I'm going to do it every single day because there seems to be people that are still hell-bent on diminishing and dimming other people's light because they're too lazy or they, they just don't care to celebrate obvious excellence. So there you go. How can you win 33 Grammys and never win album of the year? That blows my mind. And how can you snub an absolutely amazing film like Woman King? And why do you go off on Lizzo, who seems to be the happiest person on the planet? I don't know. Y'all need to get it together because y'all getting on my nerves. 
Lots of changes, lots of changes since this story first broke. First thing in the morning, this is usually my regimen, especially for the news. I only peripherally listen to it. I make sure I wake up just a couple of minutes before seven o'clock because I only usually can tolerate the first 90 seconds uh, CBS morning news. So I basically I'll listen and then I'll go back to sleep or I'll oversleep and then I won't hear the rest of the news. And I don't know how I missed this story. The beginning of the month or close to the app, not too long after the first of the year, Tyree Nichols, uh, Memphis driver and long term resident, was basically murdered by the Memphis police. And, you know, you automatically in today's you, these United States, it's usually about the same thing always where we um, hear about police brutality. We automatically paint the officers as white and we keep it pushing. However, I was on the road or headed to Florida for Podfest when I pulled up because I had kept hearing more and more stories. I re- also realized when I was on the road that one of the things I miss and hadn't kept up with music because I don't drive and I don't go anywhere. But as I was driving my RV, um, the story, it just kept playing over and over and over again. So I was like, okay, let's, okay, okay, okay. I didn't think anything of it until my friend Janelle hit me up and I Googled she asked me what's going on in Memphis. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, another story about uh, unarmed black man getting killed by the cops. But what shocked me was several fold when I pulled up the picture of the officers. These get this gang on the Scorpion unit, this nonviolent post uh, violent suppression unit in Memphis, Scorpion, um, they're all black. Flashback to when I was a little kid, um, when my uncles were beat up by black cops in Norfolk and we all knew um, it was standard protocol that black cops were sometimes worse than the white cops because they had more to prove. Um, And this is exactly what this punk crew did. They took a 30, was he 33, 34 years old, stopped him for erratic driving and then basically beat him to death 100 yards from his mother's house. I've only seen clips, and I can't even watch even the short clips in in any entirety because while they were beating him and tasing him and pepper spraying him, he was calling for his mom. All over that neighborhood, there's cameras. So somebody saw something and they did nothing. They had fire crews standing by who also did nothing. Also, then within about a very short period of time, all of them were fired. Two more people were fired. Not only were the fire department emergency, the EMT that basically stood by and did nothing as he was propped up against the car as they tried to make up a story. They were relieved of duty and then subsequently fired. All of them were charged. And then the Scorpion unit was disbanded. If Rodney King, George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, if those trials 
taught us nothing is this is how it should be done. Now there's internal investigation by the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. Also, the State Department is involved. Kamala Harris just recently spoke at this young man's funeral. I say all of this to say is we didn't need the acquittal of the goons that almost beat Rodney King to death. It shouldn't have dragged on in the years since George Floyd died. This is what you get when you act like a thug and you murder someone like a pack of wolves. This is how it should be handled. But it's also the more details that come out and I'll make sure that I keep I follow up with this because I think there's going to be more retribution. The current police chief also was um, one of the chiefs in Atlanta. She had a red dog unit um, that did was basically violent suppression and crime suppression. That group was disbanded on allegations of excessive force. Why did she take that same model and bring it to Memphis knowing it was a recipe for disaster? She had the most, the people that were are usually a part of these types of units seem to be, um, they got some type of, uh, it seems like all of them have some type of infractions. They don't know how to act. They act like a bunch of thugs anyways. Now they're just thugs with a badge. And the two main instigators fit that mold. Their training was sketch at the most. Then none of them were veterans. And they're a bunch of hotheads running around with power and basically abuse their power. It was a complete recipe for disaster. And I think there's going to be a lot of head rolling in the Memphis Police Department. But I didn't feel comfortable continuing to discuss this with someone that did not look like me. So, of course, I called my friend Janelle and she's very busy, but she's also African-American. She's a mother of a teenage son. Um And she's also, again, African-American and living while black in America comes with its own risk. So I wanted to get her perspective. And this next segment, part of this segment is us going back and forth and discussing this case and some other issues. And I hope you enjoy it. So I sent you a, a link to a New York Times article because it's just every time I hear or see something about the debacle in Memphis, I just get more and more agitated. And the article that I sent you was one of the main officers in Memphis um, basically took pictures and shared it with his boys. I didn't get to read it, but I saw that you, I saw the, yeah. I And this is, I think this is on the same level. You remember when Kobe Bryant passed away oh, and yeah. paramedics were sharing pictures from the site, the TMZ. This was on that level. And also, I want to also go on record. I want to apologize because me and my stupid ass did not, I did not change the settings. And so our whole discussion was not recorded previously. I so I'm so sorry. And we had to, but I want to talk to you anyway. So I guess it was out. 
And then we got more information and more stuff like changed. So, but the one thing that I did not hear about, and I I honest to God think is coming, that chief of police, homegirl, she going to need to go for real, for real. But let's dial this back. So what I have been spun out about, and I didn't realize that Tyree Nichols lost his life at the beginning of January. He lost his life to, now we know, six thugs and some uncaring EMTs in the city of Memphis. Right. He was basically beaten to death and basically left to die, all on camera, worse than Rodney King, at the hands of Black police officers from Scorpion Unit. And one of the things I remember asking you previously was, um, is do you recall anybody in your family going through the same thing? Because I know I had, and I'm going to pause right there. And I I remember you saying that, but you know, no, because when my brothers, you know, started driving and all of that, it, it, they didn't have that experience. And where we grew up was like kind of rural white. So it was, it was very rare to even run into a black police officer. So, but you know, and, and I remember you saying that, and from our previous conversation, you know, listening to urban radio, it was kind of a light bulb because you said that was a common place. And, and, and then people started telling a lot of stories said, this is not new. Just happened to be caught on camera this time. It was caught so, on camera. So that's yeah. like, it's two things. It's not new and it's caught on camera. I grew up in, in Virginia Beach. I'm sitting in my camper, which is crazy in, it, in itself. But for years, for decades, it has been known that the worst cops in Hampton Roads have always been the black cops because they always had something to prove because it didn't matter. Once they put on that uniform and that shield, that made them have to prove something to everybody that it didn't matter. It it wasn't about community. It wasn't about the color of the skin. They had to go hard to prove themselves worthy of being on in the thug squad. Right. That's exactly. And we always knew that my uncles were subject to that. And I knew I remember that I was no more than 10. I talked this about my sister. She was like, yeah, we were no more. I was no more than 12. I'm only two years younger than she is. We knew when they came back and they were all busted up. I didn't know until I mentioned it to my aunt that my uncle had like a basically a baby blue Camaro and they had cut up the seats and um, tore up his inside of his interior of his car and said they were looking for drugs and they didn't find anything on them, but they beat their ass. And they were lucky that they survived, that it wasn't worse than that because it could have gone a lot worse if they had existed. And how in the world would you get drugs inside of a car seat? Exactly. They just unless now back in the now what I've seen from drug like from Miami, they basically will stash stuff all up in the consoles in uh, spare tires. Um, Also, they post they basically have found a way to basically pull the seats out and you can basically, but you can restitch it. You wouldn't actually know. Um, but this is later in the drug trade and we ain't in fucking Miami. We right. are in Norfolk, goddamn t- Norfolk, Virginia back in the 80s. Please, <laughs> you right. know, we are not right. in Miami. So what are you talking about? Uh-huh. So 
that is how that was their experience. I knew that. And I've always known that even when my grandma was a bootlegger, the big man that got paid was a, one of the black cops from Virginia, the sheriff's department. So it, 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 my experience is different. I already knew I kind of was familiar with that. And I was so shocked when I pulled up that picture and every, except for that one dude that just recently got fired, those right. five cops were black. That made my heart hurt because I'm like, you get so used to expecting the worst from somebody that doesn't look like you. And you don't want to talk about these type of issues as some with someone that doesn't look like you. But then it's one some people that in your own, he died in his own neighborhood, basically in his mama's front yard. What kind of bullshit is this? So that's what I that's where I am. And I don't think anybody that really doesn't look like me is going to understand that. And I know I just, it's been just working on my nerve for real, for real. And that's, you know, and talking about your experience, but then hearing how commonplace it was. And like you say, you know, certain people, even in our own community, black, you feel, you would think you would feel safe or brotherhood or whatever. But now you like, well, damn, I guess, you know. So if you put on that badge, it kids it almost like I can no longer trust you. Exactly, because you know how they were acting. They were get they they were being recorded. They knew and they were trying to get their story straight. They went hard and went left from the beginning. And it did it just seems like they it didn't matter because they were being recorded. They had cameras on their bodies, camera in the trees. They didn't care. They just did not care. And that is the uh, that is what kills me. I, literally kills me. And I was like, and basically, haven't you set yourself up? Because now this could change the charges that you knowingly knew that boy was in distress. But I'm going to sit here and take some pictures. He, it gets worse. Even his own lawyer, Haley, it's like, the fuck? This when you know when your lawyer is just looking at you like you crazy as hell. There is no coming back from this crap. Not only were the body cams captured this crap, you took you had a minute after you beat this boy to unconsciousness. Right. You pause, pull out your own camera and take some picture and then email it and forward this shit to somebody, your friends. How can you, there is no coming back from this. Memphis City, cut the check and y'all need to go ahead and plead and then go to jail because this is a wrap. This is some dumb, egregious bull crap. He took, they took pictures took pictures and sent it of this guy. What is this proving? This is worse than them um, pictures they took of when, you remember when we went to Dallas and them pictures they took of the lynchings downtown? Oh, yeah. This is the same white supremacist crap. This is the, these people basically reproducing that crap. And it's like, now you got the chance to basically be bigger and badder than the worst KKK member on the planet. This is what's happening here. And I'm just like, what? what? <laughs> and they were allowed to act like this. This unit only was, she, that chief of police only 
uh, has been there since the pandemic. She's only been in in office since maybe 2020, 2021. They created Scorpion Unit. And now, less than two years later, they disbanded. You said the article, she came from Atlanta doing that mess. She did. She from it. She did the unit that she created in Atlanta. Red Dog disbanded in night tw- just in 2019. They disbanded it. She left there and then came to Memphis, created a similar unit, and less than two years later, basically had to get disbanded because they murdered somebody under her watch. Not only will she she needs to go and have charges. Whoever her little minions are, they need to go to. Well, and again, what is how how can you charge her? Because that that's almost like being premeditated. Because if she oh came came and knowingly set up a unit that had just got disbanded under her watch. Don't be surprised. The feds are in it though. Uh, Merrick Garland and them, they were like, wait a minute, this is a pattern of behavior. I know I'm not smart, not a lawyer, but this don't look right. They already are involved. So either she's going to go away quietly, she we're going to hear about her resigning, or she need to be charged. Because the same shit that she did in Atlanta is what is when in Memphis, but it went a step further. Mm-hmm. It steps further and worse. And what makes it so that you think it is okay to act with impunity? Now, granted, okay, let's let's go also go back. For the last maybe four or five years, Memphis has seen an uptick on violent crimes. They've seen, I mean, the the what everybody has been pointing to has been the jogger that was kidnapped and she was found murdered. And then carjackings has been, we, they call Memphis like murder city, you know, M is for murder city. Granted. Right. However, but so they wanted some, something or something had to happen where they basically lowered the boom. So they needed to beef up the uh, police presence. They put all those cameras in and they created Scorpion. But you can't say you want a nonviolent unit to fight crime, but you have the worst officers. And it couldn't come at the worst time because that was also at the same time that Breonna Taylor was murdered as well as George Floyd was murdered. So, and then, um, our, you know, uh, Ahmaud Arbery. So there was a whole bunch of things. So how do you balance that? But you can't keep doing the same thing and expect something different. You can't have the worst case scenario and worst people to, and say you're short, but fight all these crimes, but lowering the boom. You can't have it both ways. There has to be something or a better way to be able to fight crime instead of you know, basically opening up the prison doors and let the worst of the worst police your show. You can't do that. And she and they had a blanket. They could operate without impunity. That was the other story I sent you. They're talking about muscle cars and talking about they talk about slapping bitches and just being crazy. But then, then but then you you look like bullies. Because I had told you well, how his her mama had explained that um, he had Crohn's disease, said he was what? 175 pounds. Yeah, soaking wet. wet. 
and said, you, you look know, at those looked- no neck thugs, five of them, six of them, and y'all couldn't get him under control? Pure but adrenaline. She- it's and that's what she was like. She was like, and at one point, you got all five going at him. She was like, so you got a thousand pounds on top of somebody that weighs a buck seventy five. If he if. weighed that much, and he was sick, and I know Crohn's disease, all he wanted to do is go around and take pictures and kick it. And y'all mean them thug no neck thugs couldn't handle his little Crohn's disease, bitch. Y'all need to go sit down somewhere. Y'all picked on that boy because you know. And that's what I'm saying. Y'all saw that somebody weak. So I'm like, so does that make y'all tough going around and, and pick you picking on the weakest? That makes community. you a punk. That right? makes you a punk. You do have you have you watch um what's that show? The Chris a Christmas story when Ralphie mm-hmm. he just couldn't take it anymore and he beat yep. the shit out of um Farkas. Mm-hmm. That if if Ralphie, if I wish Tyree could have got a couple of licks in, but that right. was that I think that only enraged them. How dare you ask me questions? But I wish somebody had would rose up them no neck motherfuckers and then beat their ass. That's mm-hmm. what should have happened. And that's what's going to happen because they the charges that those motherfuckers have is going to get them at least 15 to 20. And they need to serve every last one of those years. And then Memphis need to come up off the cash to pay for his his he his kids college education outside of the state because it's bullshit. That's what you get. That's what you get. And I know we, we had talked about um the cameras in the community that had caught some of the, well, the majority of the footage that wasn't on the body cams. So again, wh- what I kind of police there are so, there are so many people. We only got a tip of the iceberg, eight people that they have fired and charged. The people what? that's supposed to be manning those cameras, they need to be charged. The chief then- of police, the assistant, Everybody from because it's all a breach of protocol. There are so many. We talking about there is enough evidence, Janelle. I believe that they get ready to shut Memphis PD down because this is crazy. But we didn't have the um, that knowledge of that piece then. But it's almost like, well, how how was homegirl policing? Does she tell people not to watch? Oh, well, you know, we'll put them cameras up there for show to make the can- the um, community think we're doing something. But ain't nobody behind them cameras. But the thing is, if nobody behind them cameras, but it's just uploaded to the cloud, they're going to be asking her. So y'all got all this evidence. Y'all got the entire encounter or all of the encounters because Tyree Nichols is not the only one. There are some other people that have come forward and say they did the exact same thing to me. So, but they then, all of this shit is saved on video. So but what we all going to do with the video and, and but nobody's manning it, but y'all got the evidence that all of this shit has been happening for the last year and a half. Because she didn't, did nothing. she didn't think her idiots were going to go that far. She didn't <laughs> think so. So you let it, a wild dog out and not think it's going to do shit. Because then you heard she didn't done this before. What the hell is her mentality? Correct. It is a pattern of behavior that's egregious. You mean to tell me you down and my I, 
I talked to Lauren. I texted him today. I'm going to be, hopefully, I'll be able to talk to him this weekend. She did the same shit in Atlanta. They disbanded that. And she left there. So you mean to come after you left Keisha in them, Keisha Bottoms in them, you left there and came to Memphis, did the exact, except change the name. It's the same, basically under the same protocols. You basically had the same whack-ass training and you still recruited the same dumbass thugs to your this type of unit. But then you were okay. The only person, the only thing that was the same, except because they were a couple several hundred miles apart, was your ass. That is that's the issue. But what does this say about policing? And and this well, this shows that it's very true. What has everybody always said about you know police policing police? They say, well, you know, all these cops that get in trouble, there's never any kind of penalty. They don't have, you know, they should make them, um, what is it, buy um, liability insurance. You should be able to sue them. But they're under that mask of they can't be touched. Or if they are, you know, get in trouble, basically it comes out of, you know, tax dollars. But this this shows it. So she basically, it sounded like lost a job or she she quit before it got too hot. Right. But what happened? You go right down the street and do the same thing. So then you look at, so it's like, so did she lie or did not, nobody did no background or why this chick moving around? We or just it, was, it's, it was so acceptable because the way I see it is I never leave a job unless I have a backup. I think when she left Atlanta, it was she didn't leave Atlanta until she actually secured the job in Memphis. And it wasn't like she was fired. She basically had been exploring her other options. And when she basically was hired or got the letter of intent, she Mm -hmm. basically threw up the peace sign and she left. And it looked like she left of her own accord. It had nothing. It didn't seem like it had nothing to do with the disbandment of Red Dog. Although if she had probably stayed, they would have fired her her dumb ass. But she wasn't stupid, but she's like any other professional. You ain't going to leave one job unless you got one other secured. But she was she allowed probably. to leave. That's the thing. She was allowed to leave even though at the time Atlanta's murder rate and crime rate was on an uptick. And the last straw was that that stupid red dog unit. But she was still allowed to leave on, with severance. Well, look, on the court and get another chief of police job. But then, but then it's probably how she worded it. She put it on her resume like she was tough on crime. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And like you said, whoever the you know the the council, city council that hires police chiefs, they think, oh, well, you know, Memphis is is out of control. We need that without really looking to, like I said, why does sis leave? You know. But and like then you, you know the white folks the yeah. yeah the white folks were like oh she going to um police black memphis well we don't care we just need her to get under control by any means right. necessary right and she is going in she's going to have to fall she's going to be the scapegoat because we know they're going to wild out and we're going to give her free reign but and we're going to turn a blind eye until um, the crime goes down and we get what we want. And then we go let her be the scapegoat. That's some, she, some bullshit too. 
but you know, and then she hurts to me everybody because everybody, even we was at um Kennedy's volleyball tournament. Like when this first, when this happened, it came out the night after they showed the video and everybody, you know, all the black women was like, Oh, that, that beautiful sister in Memphis is, you know, and they did this. And, and you know, before you knew the whole story, I'm like, but now you, are you making it harder for other black women in law enforcement to move up the ranks? Cause it, everybody gonna be like, it was, is this bitch hiding something? <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> Oh, but you know, because you know, my city Chattanooga also has a black police, female police chief. Is she? I okay. Her hair, no, uh, 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 nothing from her. She like she look. She's sitting in Hamilton County, looking at her like she crazy. She's like, I'm not touching that shit. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Nobody is coming out for her for nothing because this is she's on some bullshit (laughs) Mm. and she piped down i got the right around the corner for me this the uh uh, chief of fire department and the actual chief of police for chattanooga they both are black females Mm. her hiding her hair from them them females they like we she on one and we are not touching this bullshit right right Look, and they may have had, or at least your police chief may have had a whiff about how she policed, you know? Girl, <laughs> yes. <laughs> They'd have thought, look, before we even knew it, this bitch crazy. <laughs> Chad knew to say, we don't need that smoke. We good. Uh-huh. Night-night. Right? <laughs> I think I feel a slightly better, but not really. It's just very, it's just really disheartening that we are all the way in 2023, 40 years later, and we still doing some of the same bullshit. We haven't learned anything. You know, they basically have dealt with all of those guys. But what I also found concerning was they all bounded out. Mm-hmm. Why are they all, how did they meet Bond? I know how much these motherfuckers make. Who bound them the bitches out? Why are they out and released on bond? What is that? And is there no justice? So what is going to happen? This young man, they had his funeral, didn't watch the funeral, could not watch the funeral. Mm-hmm. Even the funerals can be snuff films. So, but why are those guys out on bond? Why did they get a bond? Why weren't they remanded? The seriousness of their charges. I don't get that either. If they're in these communities, obviously it's drugs. So was these fools not putting all the drugs in the evidence room? And is the and... benevolence or is the benevolence people um um IED, did they bond them out? How I much um how much was their bond? Do you know? That's what hold on for a minute. I need to figure out. I didn't I didn't look at that. I was just so mad that they actually got a bond. What was the bond for the Memphis police officers? If it was less than a million. 350,000 what? Why? <laughs> the fuck? So 10% of that is it 10%? 10 20 10%. 
Even 10 or 20%, what the fuck? No, so if it was 300 and what, okay. 50? So Desmond, that's only 3,000. Exactly. Desmond, Miles, Justice Smith each posted their $250,000 bond and were released Thursday. The fuck? Demetrius Haley, no neck himself, he had 350K. That's the one that sent them goddamn pictures. Mm. Even Ethel took off running. Because I yell so loud. I'm sorry, Ethel. I'm so sorry. I'm so mad. I just, I don't, still, I don't understand how they had that bond. Why? I've seen them have two and three million dollar bond for drugs and for some other shit. You mean these motherfuckers got off less than half a million dollars in bond? Per- I can't. I'm so done. I'm so done. I'm done. I'm going. I'm. I'm. I just can't. I'm. I'm going to Ghana. I can't. I just. This so, so, no. so was the bond? If we do the math, was the bond three million dollars? Because ten percent is that it? Yeah, ten percent of that is three hundred and some dollars. Yeah, but still, y'all civil servants. I know right now my black ass couldn't get up off that much money. Where they get it? From? I don't have. I don't have thirty five k to give to anybody, motherfucker. So you mean to tell me these these bitches and five all five? I, of them? I work for the I work for I don't I can't I can't Janelle I'm so mad I'm so infuriated right now my head hurt that's so why five, I can't so five so five of them so we just round it up so basically okay, so a, this a, is a million, six a of them no 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 it's six, six of them now the white boy they fired his ass too the so only six, one. That got a $350,000 bond was Demetrius Haley. That's Mr. No Neck himself. Picture boy, selfie boy. Everybody else got $250,000. Okay, so I got $250,000 times five. That's $1,250,000 plus. But what benevolence fund has that much money in it? I guess it do because they they have to because they basically count as far as the police benevolence fund and internal affairs. They basically in their budget they have to factor in multi million dollar settlements because but that that shit is still your tax dollars exactly. So the people, so basically, so we still his, coming up off the cash for this bullshit, right? So basically, he paid. He paid. His family paid for the police to get out of jail for killing him. <laughs> okay, so you do realize, okay, as part of my podcast, now that I have a graphic designer as well as a podcast manager, okay, that is getting ready to be a part. <laughs> Of the clip, his parents, his, and even Tyree, because he was working. Yeah, he, he worked. He his money paid for their bond to get to beat to kill him. Right. This, oh my god. Oh my god. The more I think about this, the more egregious and bullshit this is. I'm so mad. I I talk to people all the time. I'm like, we don't have a state income tax and blah, 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 but we pay for other things. But this is what the few taxes, sales tax, property tax that I pay for, I'm paying for this bullshit even in Memphis. Right. This is what pisses me off. 
this police for them to post this bail you y'all pay for them to be able to post their bond to get out and to beat his this son and kill her son Fuck. and what judge did not think they were a flight risk that's the other thing these bullshit they the ankle bracelets they they don't got nowhere to go they have nothing to lose where where are they going to go they ain't going to go to the motherland because they didn't, they basically were acting with impunity. All of these mm-hmm. motherfuckers were local boys. They mm-hmm. ain't going nowhere. They're going to stay there and they're going to go be up in state pen for bullshit. Mm-hmm. And every, and they're going to be in solitary because I'm sure they beat up most of the pop, it all the probably, pop. probably. They waiting on them. They, they basically saying, we waiting on them. They well, how many how many people have they put away on some damn trumped up charges for shit that people exactly. really do? Mm-hmm. These are the same guys that are pulling people over, planting drugs, etc. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of bras in the joint waiting on them. They're not. Mm-hmm. They can't be in general population unless they really want them to die. They're going to have to be in solitary. And all the jails in Tennessee are worse than parchment, which is in Mississippi. It's horrible. So they can't be in general population. And it's, if they don't take it federal, they're not going to be able to go to a federal facility. So the if thing, they go to said, a Tennessee facility, it's going to be popping. They're going to be in the you say the open. FBI is down there? Or did I hear that on TV? The FBI is involved? Yeah, it's federal. The, both federal. The federal feds are there. So mm-hmm. if they elevate it to a hate crime or something else, and they, mm-hmm. they do go to a federal facility, that would mm. be one up on them, but the bras are waiting on them in state. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Really, it's overcrowded. They put somebody, mil- many people in there on trumped up charges. They waiting on them. They're going to disappear. The next thing we're going to hear, all of them going to disappear like Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. And that's what they get. But, you know, um, I'm really, really angry. They've all bonded out and how low all of their bonds are. Because that's stupid. What I need to find out the name of this judge and what is going on here. And I thought they weren't bonded out until the um, evidence was already had been released. No, exactly. They basically... They spent so like, less so you, than a few hours in jail, posted okay. their bond. How that that's and, and you make sense. Who oh, they so police benevolence? Who posted the fucking bond? That's the, what it kills me. So if they didn't post it because they stole it from the drug dealers, and but the police benevolence, their organization did. Fuck them too. Fuck the judge and fuck whoever helped them get that money together. But police benevolence fund and that comes up underneath it's your chief. It's all taxes. We and what that comes underneath your chief and she on a law, He was a law. Tyree Nichols was a law abiding taxpaying citizen. His taxpayer paid for them to kill him. Fuck them. Fuck those police. And but I'm then the, say, the money, you? the money come out from it had to be approved probably by her chief, the chief. And but she on there, oh, you know, we feel for the family, or whatever. Do you smoke screen? You need to look they, up that. They coming for her. 
you oh need my to look God. at that judge. Because I, I want to know how you've got video evidence of them purposely killing a man, withholding, you know, um, treatment aid, and you give them... And they what, get a what bond. I would consider a low bond. It should and have been I've no seen, bond. I've seen them remand people with no bond. You get nothing. This yeah. these type of charges, you get no bond. You get there's no bet. What are you talking about? But the these motherfuckers get two hundred fifty thousand five three hundred fifty thousand dollars bond. Well, and what and is, correct me, that? correct me if I'm wrong. But didn't Derek Chauvin not get bond? No, he had to stay up there till his trial. No, so that's what I'm saying. So what the hell is difference? What's what's the difference? It's Tennessee versus Minnesota. It took him a minute to get his ass, but at least he didn't get he didn't get no bond. He had to stay up there. His mama was pleading for him. They were like, girl, stop it, sit down somewhere. I don't, I can't, I just there is not enough high blood pressure medicine for me to watch this crap because the more I learn, the more the matter I get. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm floored, Janelle. I'm so floored. How you go? You mean to tell me the dude that was running um, meth and the tractor trailer that had that big crash in Chattanooga? None of them motherfuckers got a bond. But these murdering on camera mugs, they got something and they all posted. So they all out. All of them. You need to look up a judge. Who the fuck is this judge? Really? And I know they talk about bond and um, bail reform. This is not that. This is no reform. You don't try to do the reform on this case, because not all of these motherfuckers needed to be remanded with no bond. Even I know that. I need to, who this judge? Who is the judge? Hold on. That's why I'm going to look. Google is a wonderful thing. Who well, look, so then this begs the question, so how far does corruption go in this? So is, so is this judge on somebody's damn payroll? That gave the Memphis police officers is he on the dole too mm-hmm. are they gonna be like they were back in the 80s when they basically dismantled i never told you this story lumberton police were disbanded somebody ran up and um they stormed the newspaper because the police department in lumberton was so corrupt and the federal federal government came in and basically disbanded the entire police department. Mm-hmm. Everybody got fired mm-hmm. because of drugs, et cetera. That is what's put a pin in that because that I think that's getting the corruption is just so bad that they're gonna have to disband and, and just rebuild it because this is crazy. Look, did the did the police chief go to the funeral? Oh, that's a good question. I know Kamala was there. Okay. Memphis, Sarah Lynn Davis. Ah. So I didn't even know her name. I just called old girl. (laughs) (laughs) She called for reform, but she was a part of the problem. Exactly. So CNN. 
I don't see if she did. I don't recall seeing that in the news, and I don't see it on the headlines. I see the calls for reform. I see Kamala, but I don't see her speaking. C.J. Davis didn't find out what had done until later. The lack of police supervisor on the scene. Okay, whatever, girl. She was the first Black woman to run, or Black person actually to run the in Memphis PD. No, she won't there. Go sit down somewhere. She proud of the problem. He was just going home. FedEx. He worked for FedEx. What? No, she won't there, girl. Oh. If I find out she was, I know her mom, once they find out what she really did do. Uh-huh. Yep. I need to find out this judge. I know it's in on the record. There's only 650,000 people that live in Memphis. Did you know that? No. We have less than a million people. It's like a big, small town. They even talking about um, them in, um, all the way in Philly. They like, oh, this is some bullshit. So there was somebody, they revoked the bond on the dude that was charged with killing the Memphis woman, that the jogger, but the police department that were supposed to stop that type of crime that killed somebody unlawfully, they get a bond. What the fuck? I don't get this. I don't get this. And you get second degree murder, but you get a bond? I don't, I just... Okay, statement from United States Attorney Kevin Ritz. Okay, what did Kevin Kev say? Last week, Tyree Nichols tragically died a few days after he was involved in the incident. Okay, state authorities have publicly announced that TBI is investigating addition to U.S. attorneys in coordination with the FBI Memphis office and the Civil Rights Division has opened a civil rights investigation. We are not an additional comment. Y'all suck. I hate y'all. <laughs> so, cost of Memphis police killing likely to fall on residents. It already has. Because they I got told you. it out. We just knowing stuff. But they still get a bond. And we still paying for that crap. Shelby County. That's the other. That's the county that Memphis falls in so they revoke dude's bond but the police that wrongfully kill him they get a bond right i don't i, I i'm very but they both are charged all of everybody charged with murder though so i'm confused they everybody is out on bond now his mama right. and stepdad is supposed to be at the state of the union tonight yes uh, we still here fussing. I'm just. I probably watch that for just a few minutes, and if they pan on them, and then I'm gonna go to sleep. Let's see. Shelby County District Attorney Steve Malloy said Nichols was bloody. And okay, he was blood. Yeah, we know that. Strong case. Director David Roush called police sickening and appalling. Uh huh. This was wrong. Uh huh. How are we going to say enough is enough now, we, we, but we're doing it to ourselves? I don't know. And this is how y'all could have acted the entire time. Oh, gosh. That's his face. He don't even look like anything like his picture. 
okay, now I need to close out of this. That's what I can't, that's why I don't like even watching anything on Fox because they're going to just, I, I accidentally see some stupid shit with Tucker Carlson or Trump. And then they basically flash to Tyree Nicholson on his deathbed. I don't need to see any of this. So the bottom line is they could have been acting like this since Rodney King or basically since my my uncles were beat up. Because if they acted swiftly and decidedly, it would not have been okay for any cop, Black or otherwise, to basically say we're going to act with impunity and think we're going to get away with it. You know what I mean? Right. Because this is... And then... The judges, the the reason why all the dudes on Rodney King, why they made that a civil case, you know, is because they still, they didn't get, the city got prosecuted and had to pay Rodney King. But if they had acted decidedly, maybe it would have shown police, you can't act like this on camera and think you're going to get away with it. Mm -hmm. These fools beat and killed this man and they were being recorded and did not care. They really didn't think anything was going to happen to them. Because as witnesses has come for what we've said, because they've done it before and gotten away with it. But this time you went too far and killed somebody. They went too far. Look, so so if Tyree had a guy beat up as he did, but had went to the hospital and, and doctors was able to pull him back, these motherfuckers would still be out there, Felicia. Yes. The but the problem was they had went ham on this brother and they picked the wrong person because he was he had an underlying condition that also subjective he couldn't take a hit like any like the other dude that basically survived the same type of beating. I honestly think if he did not have Crohn's disease his underlying health condition uh, actually probably made him more susceptible to this, the severity of the beating because some other, there have been, there are other cases that are pending now, people coming forward that survived. Uh He was not, he, there was no way that he was going to be able to survive that because they went too far. You, when they went from it going left, he asked them, why are you stopping me? And then he, First thing he ran, and then he was right in his front yard, and then they be they continued to finish him off. He, but yeah, does it, it, it look like I get back to premeditated because they said even their body cams convict them because they was like you know looking at it, it was like when they stopped him, he was being compliant, trying to de-escalate the situation, and, and that they just pissed them off, right? <laughs> So said he ran because he was um their attitude was frightening to him. There was nothing in that their encounter that justified their actions. Nothing. And I just want to see all of them fry. And I, and it's sad and you don't want more black men to go to jail, but they y'all stupid. Y'all dumb. Y'all picked on somebody that didn't need... Y'all were just being a bunch of bullies. And y'all need to get got. Y'all, they need to get got. Farkas. They need to be Farkas. <laughs> Bottom That's line. It's disheartening. Look, and, and, and raising a, a 
young black man. Who who do you tell Miles to trust? Who who should he trust? But Miles's ass is 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 fearless too. So he, you know, his kind of little personality scares me a little bit. Cause that nigga is and will not will not like if a situation happens, his other little friend will tell his mother, and his mother, the friend mother will come to me and was like, Did you, did Miles tell you? Blah, 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 blah. I said, Cheryl, Miles acts like his ass is in the witness protection program. That nigga will not spill a word. So I was like, You know, I don't know. I was like, I look at this kid sometimes, and like, I don't know. <laughs> Just prayed, you know, like, what is Helen? Um, she said her mom, she had a praying grandmother. She got a praying. I'm just a praying friend. He need to be in FBNI. He need or CIA because he he keep he has tight lip, but he's also fearless and he's smart as all get out. And he come up with if you don't have a, if you don't give Miles a road, he gonna either make it and come up with the tools to build damn shit. So, and I just don't want kids like that. He reminds me of my nephew. I don't want kids at all like that to be able to to get squashed out by life for some shit like this. Right. He need y'all need to stay, his ass needs to stay right in Northern Virginia, DC area, so they can he can capitalize on that kind of stuff. The girl is made, made for the South. Yeah. Was, they they crazy we crazy down it, here. It's getting bad up, you know, with fentanyl and and Woodbridge is becoming kind of like they've always called it Hoodbridge, but Hoodbridge crime is on the uptick and you know just senseless, senseless young people out here shooting, you know. So it's like mm, I don't know. They had somebody. I was reading the newspaper Dallas Morning News, Carrollton, how. There were all these kids that got some pill from, they traced it back to the same house in Carrollton, and three kids died um, because uh, pills, uh, pure fentanyl. Mm hmm. OD. So, nah, girl. Tell me, stay, stay his, his ass right in Northern Virginia, get in DC. Look, and I've gotten to the point. I'm telling you, don't take nothing from nobody. I don't care if they're your friends. It look like candy nope. unwrapped. Don't eat shit. Don't eat it. <laughs> Can't don't even take it. shit from, don't even take communion from the deacon and them, because that shit lace with it. Don't take nothing. So now I'm back to it, and I'm glad I had the opportunity to start to include um, this part of the podcast, because I'm fascinated by relationships and especially people my age, you know, I'm over 50. I don't know how fabulous I am. I'm just, since I'm basically rewriting the next chapter of my life, I'm finding it very interesting. Um, looking over someone's shoulders, like my grandmother used to say, signify. So this Reddit thread, I've been kind of following for the past few months. Um, some of the discussions are a little bit drier than others, but they've seemed to have picked up right where I left off a few weeks ago. And this is by 80s Baby, and it says, Truth Comes Later. 
So I started seeing this 44-year-old male almost five months ago. At first, it seemed like the stuff dreams were made of. Maybe I was falling in love and finally going to be with someone after all this time for real. Then two months in and a significant amount of investment, I get that I don't want a relation. I get I don't want a relationship right now. As you can imagine, I was like, fuck. She says WTF. But that WTF has turned into a WTF as truth has leaked out slowly. Literally three weeks before he and I started seeing each other, he had a set of twins born to a woman he had just one month prior to us talking had broken up with. This has all leaked out slowly over time. No straight up about any of it. Fast forward to this Valentine's Day weekend. He will be at the fair with the baby mom and the twins. Meanwhile, he's told me we're not in a relationship. Uh, okay. But he gets all the relationship benefits. I don't know what that means. He doesn't want to let me go, but I don't feel happy at all about this. I've been talking to someone for five months, and I can't even hope for a flower on Valentine's Day. I'm so FKN bummed about it and I want to just walk away why don't you but moved in right next door to me I was falling hard for a guy literally was fully committed to a future with him and now I'm just feeling like I'm the wrong kind hashtag fml which means fuck my life okay let's just start with that next thing dude moved in right next door to her Probably because I don't know where the where she lives, but the housing markets kind of sucks everywhere. But I also know where I live now. I can go months, weeks, months without seeing my neighbor. So if you really want to go someone or avoid someone, you can do it. Don't care if he lives right next to you. And he's already told you, we're y'all in a relationship. You don't have to break up with him. You don't have to really change your whole life. You just have to stop seeing him. It's really interesting. You know, as you stroll down the stream, it appears that the comments get a little bit more mean, but they start becoming redundant. And the recurrent theme for the comments, which usually are everything, is personal agency. Dude told you what, who he is. Y'all are not in a relationship. If y'all are not in a relationship, you, I don't know what the benefits of a relationship is. I don't know if y'all just sleep, if that means sleeping together. But if you're not in a relationship, you don't reap the benefits of a relationship. That is taking, the illness is your own power. You can just say no. You don't have to answer phone. You don't have to answer text. I will block you in a heartbeat. If I don't want to speak to you, ignore, put you on the no call, the no fly list. Some people, it takes them a minute to get it. But if you don't want, and you don't really have to have a confrontation because he already said you ain't in a relationship. So what the problem is and why are so many people so afraid of being alone that they'll tolerate this kind of crap? Who wants to give away their power just to say they're in a relationship? He has made it clear. You don't have to wait for him. And Triple the Hamster said the same thing. He's a scumbag who doesn't want to let me go. Why he gets all the relationship benefits full stop. That gets an upvote and maybe a get and a, a gift. 
Um, Paranormal Shoes also wrote, this man left the mother of his twin babies and then got with you right away. So basically, this poor woman has been feeding, going to the doctor, changing dirty diapers, and getting up in the middle of the night by herself for not one but two babies. And this fucking loser didn't even lift a finger the whole time. At least help he's paying for child support. Do you honestly want this man OP? Cut off the benefits ASAP. Um, And... Chin up, and next time, remember, Maya Angelou said, when people tell you who they are, believe them. I feel sorry for the new mom. She's in a nightmare, but you're free. That's the biggest takeaway. You are not in a relationship with this guy. You don't owe him any benefits. He is not what you thought he was, but given the fact, and I know you're probably in your feelings Buy your own damn flowers and chocolate-covered strawberries and basically continue to cut off communication. It is Apple and even Android makes it way too easy to block people. And you don't, they have, they can be out of your, they don't even have to be in your periphery because you don't need to talk to them if you don't really want to. Just saying. It still is Black History Month and with Jay-Z involved with the NFL and the Super Bowl and Rihanna, I think the flavor of the Super Bowl has changed and Rihanna's performance was pretty dope. I have serious anxiety watching all the dancers and Rihanna floating over the stage, getting their groove on. And I just taken back to a time because it's like she hasn't performed in years, but just uh, remembering listening to her songs um, and when they released and she's worth a billion dollars, literally a billion dollars just through Fenty. You know, I was just like, oh, I love that coat she was in. She should have a clothing line. Well, gosh darn it, she does. Oh, her makeup is flawless. Well, she got her own makeup. What the freak? This is probably one Nick Bolton just fumble return from a Screegles player. The Eagles were up by just three. Then it pops out or stripped by Snead. Dead. It was on the ground. The Kansas City player picks it up and takes it in for a touchdown. Hilarious. Anyways. This particular Super Bowl 57 is going down in Phoenix. It's going down as probably one of the liveliest Super Bowls in history because of the two marquee quarterbacks are both black. And still, and again, as I've been saying throughout this episode, we're still making first. It's so dope being able to enjoy this part of the, the season. I'm glad I'm here for it. I'm watching it on HDTV in my RV. And you can every now and again, I think my neighbors hear me yelling, woohoo! I'm in love with one of the Kelsey boys. The other one is on the um, Philadelphia's team, so I don't really like him. But this is a part of the show where I talk about TV, tragic TV. I'm still, it's all the theme about black excellence, black love, blah, 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 blah. But I am... 
Oh, it was incomplete. I thought it was dead because he had hit the ground. But anyways, it, or it had popped out. He never had control of it. So technically that wasn't an interception, but that was a dope play though. But anyways, on to Shady TV shenanigans. The Shady Bunch, the Shady Bunch. I hope turning up for checks to pay for fake lifestyles were to be a part of the Shady Bunch. I have no investment in the lifestyle or in the lack of reality in what I call it always unreality TV. I don't take great umbrage like, what's his name? Carlos King. I found out this week he's a real housewife of Atlanta, uh, former producer. He actually is friends with a lot of these fools that I'm um, getting ready to try as I might to dissect the insanity that is Real Housewives franchise. Basically, they were accused, meaning Several members of the Real Housewives of Potomac, not only are they coming after Robin because her entire storyline is a deflection and a manifestation, and she has willfully admitted that she is not sharing the reality, uh, her reality. And furthermore... It seems like several of the cast members of Real Housewives of Potomac before the season met or started and they started taping, they had met and conspired to make Chris uh, Bassett the storyline for this entire season. It just seems so weird. And they had the obvious video receipts that Chris Bassett was not the creep that they were trying to make him out to be. And it was all a manufactured, something manufactured to deflect, but keep the checks rolling for one Ashley Darby, one Jizzy Bryant, and one fake ass Robin Dixon. And all this time, Robin had a storyline and also Juan had a storyline. And the producers may have been in on it. It was easy for them to follow this intriguing storyline because, of course, none of them, the, these people could not be. You had to have Chris wilding out. You had to have uh, people turning up. You wanted, they were antagonizing Candy. Candy is, was not, is not their friend. As Candy's mother died, she got a lot of mouth, but she's actually right in a lot of respects. Giselle Bryant is a snake, and she compared her to the brown snake that they were supposed to have tried to dispose of before Candy had, Candy's had her uh, celebration of her video release and her uh, graduated from her MBA program from the Howard University. And once more, Robin needed to deflect because Juan wants a cheater, always a cheater. I want to see the receipt if they actually got married. Um, they got married on the Eastern Shore. Um, they did have some witnesses. But if you did like, oh, what's that girl's name on Real Housewife of New York? 
she never filed the paper. So her and Mendices were never legal, were together. She got the rings, but technically they were never, they weren't legally married because she never filed the papers. That's what I need to see. And also, that's why Robin was in no hurry to get married. She knew all this crap was going on. He had cheated, even though Karen is delusional. And no, Juan doesn't want your old ass Karen. Stop it. Why she had to be a blonde and look like her? Who cares? She just invented storylines too. But her storyline is so crazy that nobody gives a flip. What the real fans do, and we, and again, we ain't stupid, want to see and want to hear about is this lady dispelling one by one all the lies that even Robin admitted to. She only um, admitted to even part of the truth. And the story that she was trying to weave didn't make any sense, but it was obvious that was fed to her about Juan. He has proven time and time again we going to participate just long enough to get a check, but you better not tell the truth or again, or I'm going to cuss you slap out. So with that said, and then Giselle is protecting whatever semblance of life she has at the expense of her castmates. And Ashley, I don't know what is wrong with this girl. She basically fumbled her bag. That extension of her prenup was all, it looks like uh, Michael Darby is getting the last laugh because he had her over pickle barrel. Her earnings have increased exponentially from the time that they were married. When she moved from wet nurse, as Candace was once said, um, to his wife, she probably makes a lot per year uh, versus what the accumulated wealth of Michael Darby and it is obvious that she... Don't eat that paper, Ethel. <laughs> you got a dog who's greedy. <laughs> and it was obvious that... And she had to lock it in. She couldn't leave. And she basically turned a blind eye and protected him because she really had no choice. Because he was the primary, he was at one point the primary breadwinner. She was also under the assumption, because she was young and stupid, that after a certain amount of time, she would get half of his earnings after that, from the time that they got married after. And she never signed the post nup because it wasn't in her best, and it wasn't in Mark, Michael Darby's best interest for her to sign that post nup. She had already locked in the two kids. She'll get some type of child support, but she ain't getting alimony. And the half she would get, it actually depends because if they're equal wage earners and what's hers is hers, I thought just thought about that. What if she has to end up paying him alimony because? They don't consider what his gains were before they got married because they own, that only belongs um, to him. She has She's not entitled to any of that, any of the property before they got married and any of his earnings before they got married. And suppose his earnings have drastically decreased since they've gotten married. So, and they basically would weigh who actually makes the most money. Suppose she end up making the most money because of her ill-gotten gains and her tomfoolery and bone collecting, 
And she has to end up paying his ass. That's some crazy shit right there. And it blows my mind that she basically not only fumbled the bag, she got shot in the foot because she was trusting this white man to be forthcoming and protect his assets. And the only thing he wanted to protect was his trophy wife. But that's what she get for being messy. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it again. Karen, Juan doesn't want you. Mia I feel bad for poor Mia and her lying self. She's no longer the boss. Actually, she she got kicked out of the, um, as co-owner for several of the family's businesses. Um, She ain't getting no check. And they had to move out of that rented house uh, in Potomac. Sad. And I don't, I still can't understand why Ashley and Robin are willing to lie for men but it's again to protect their own bag and their own families. And these women are willing, these are some of the most dangerous people on the planet because they're willing to do anything for the bag. I don't know about that. I don't know about throwing people on the bus and telling lies and fabricating and causing consternation. I think Chris um, Bassett has a, a good grievance of defamation Um, because he said he basically lost clients, haven't explained his BS to his family, and it's just too stressful. They get fresh off of the canyons, getting her ass kicked by uh, Monique, and then into this mess. And the... And it just goes back to the the lack of reality TV. The only people that are being real with, I know they're being totally brutally honest with all the aspects of their life, um, like Candace and um, uh, Wendy Acefo, even poor Mia. Karen is just too delusional what her, her uh, mother Jefferson looking self. She's not all of that. The LaDoms are not a thing. We don't, and her delusion, she's just so freaking delusional. And and Ray was right. He tried to be nice. He said that her little uh, 15 minutes of fame has gone to her head. Yes, it has gone to her head. And if you ever watched the Jeffersons and how uh, Mother Jefferson looked, even though she was straight out of the hood with her old stale cricket wig that needed a brushing and conditioning, it's the same thing with Karen. She forgot she was that nappy-headed girl from Surrey. She still is. And she was a housewife right up until she was mistaken to be Sharice's friend. And now Sharice is feeling all some kind of way because she technically is the grand dame, but she basically I think is so she acts so crazy and was so difficult with production. They could not or would not tape with her because it was so difficult because she was just she was just so demanding. You can try that stuff among your peers, but you ain't gonna try. You ain't come in Andy Cohen's house and try to be the queen of everything and have them try to bend over backwards. Some white folks at Bravo don't give a crap. So Cherise, stop it. Go sit down somewhere. Sit down. Just sit down. Like Eddie Acefo said, you're not a mobster coat. Just stop it. Sit down. Just sit. <laughs> but I was completely confused when until I basically started listening to some of the bloggers, the uh, more prolific bloggers um, like 
um, Carlos. I couldn't understand why Carlos King was just so very offended in the fake storyline um, and DJ Sky as well as Kim Fire. All of these guys either were DJs or promoters or stylists for these women. And they make, they get their livelihood primarily from this franchise. And I'm just not that invested. I'm just um, another voice in the wind, making comments and knowing and just realizing that this was the fakest and most confusing um, season of this franchise. And it wasn't, like even last year, it started to feel a little bit soft. Um, but the fight with Wendy was real, but the reaction of some of the other teammates of the castmates were not, and it was so hypocritical. And how they railroaded Mon- uh, Monique to get Samuels to get off of the show, and how they to- uh, the production tolerated all this crap, and how Michael was allowed to keep coming back. And he was a creep. And I truly think up until the mo- the aftermath of the Monique Samuel and Candace Bassett fight, that was probably one of the last in the realest of seasons. I like to watch Candace's um, journey from shooting her video in a parking lot to Trina, the baddest bitch, jumping on her track, Insecure. And I actually have played that multiple times. And I think, have I down, I haven't downloaded the entire album, but I will do that. But this woman is obviously talented, more so than that co- weak coffee and blah, 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 that Michael sat like a stone uh, when she sang it to him in their now-closed Oz restaurant. I believe that Chris Bassett is going to come back bigger and better than before in a new and improved between cookbooks and his own uh, being managing his own uh, restaurant um, to Candence uh, going on tour and another chart topping uh, single from her deluxe, you know, album. And all within, all these announcements are going to come within Black History Month. So I wish you all would stay tuned and enjoy it with me. And that's it for this episode of Tenfro is Reading. You know, I talked cash-ish all last year. I hope the listening audience will continue to enjoy my opinion and not so subtle shade. I mean, I'm 2,000 listeners per episode in, so go run tell that haters. I may take it on the road if I get hint hint sponsorship. Navigate to dalesangelsinc.blog for swag and extended podcast notes. Don't forget to hit like or leave a five-star review. It gets me on top of the algorithms and it may just get you on my show. 2023's motto is boss up and get the bag. And as always, tell a friend and thank you for listening.